How are we doing? Ooh, wonderful, yeah. Let me ask uh, another question. Like, I, I love that song, and uh, I like that version better than I think any other version I've heard. But uh, the question is, do you believe it, right? So do you believe that God loves you? Um, because I, I think that, uh, as we're going to see today, um, if we have this <clears throat> misunderstanding um, about if God loves me, or um, my, how about this, my, my, my thought process of God's love, or, or whatever else, any kind of misperception um, or misunderstanding about God and His love and His relationship with us, um, it, it affects everything. It affects everything. So, uh, today uh, I want to do something that... Uh, um, well, here, let's do this. <clears throat> I, I don't know, I, I got a little burr uh, up my backside a little bit, and uh, my kids have uh, hooked me up with some uh, Instagram, right? <laughs> so I've been making some Instagram videos, and uh, so, who, who's seen some of those that I've... A cup. They're on Facebook too. They go. They. 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 She. Well, Haley's linked them somehow. So if I just put them on one, it goes. It, it's just a beautiful thing. But I think it could be very damaging all at the same time. Um, so I'm trying to. <clears throat> I'm trying to be a little bit more inspirational throughout the week because here's the deal. I'm. I, I'm meeting with a lot of people and, and I'm interacting with people with inside our church and outside that you know they, they are just overwhelmed by just uh, what we'll call the doom and gloom. And some people just say, well, it's just life. No, it's not just life, uh, because it's all about the, the perspective that you have. And, and what, what I want to try to do is hope, hopefully speak a little bit of, of uh, truth into people's lives. I had a, a young man that, um, that uh, Facebook, mess- that's the messenger thing, right? The Facebook messenger? That? <clears throat> I don't know. I just, the kids put on my phone. I'm trying, I'm trying to learn it. So I, I had a young man message me through this messenger thing that used to go to this church years and years and years and years ago when he was uh, in high school. And um, he said, hey, Pastor Lee, I just want to say thanks for your encouraging words. They are helping me through a tough time. And I haven't heard from the, the, this young man in five, six years, seven years or something. And I'm thinking, okay. Even if it's just that one that, 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 that hears it and, and, and is able to um, look at God and understand God a little bit better and it affects his, his, the outcome of his life, okay, then maybe I can hang up my Instagram hat. But no, not going to do that because I've got a lot of stuff that's still down inside that I need to get out. And this is really just um, uh, so my wife doesn't have to listen to me all the time so everybody else can just listen to me. Right, dear? Yeah, and Shelly. Yeah, Shelly gets to hear a lot of that. So anywho, yesterday I was sitting in my office, and, but I've been thinking about this thing um, ever since, uh, really, ever since uh, um, uh, Kurt preached last week. And when Kurt w- was talking about the, this, this text in which he came to, uh, and that we come to different texts inside the Scripture that are hard to handle sometimes, uh, hard to digest, um, <clears throat> sometimes they, they, they are akin to having a major surgery in, in, your, in your life. Um, you know, he, last week it was, uh, hate everybody, right? Well, I, it, that's a little paraphrase. Hate everybody, love Jesus. It, it was, but in context, it was elevating Christ to where he uh, should be. And, and those are hard things to, to understand. Uh, this week we're going to have another one of those tough truths, but um, instead of like the... The, the, the major surgery. I'm looking at this, uh, this truth, and some will push back, but whatever. You make of it what you will. Um, I'm looking at this like what we need in a truth that hits us in the face like this um, is a remedy for it, not just a covering over of it. Um, and yesterday I, I said a little blurb about the difference between Kool-Aid and cough syrup. Um, I, I think too often what we um, have in our lives is we have too much Kool-Aid. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I like Kool-Aid, and the Kool-Aid man's not going to be busting through the wall or anything, but Kool-Aid's cool, like, that shows my age, right? That's it's fine, I'm okay with that, because um, I'm not in my 40s yet. 
Yes, dear. Um, so, but I, I think that what we have too much, and, and you guys will get this, come on. Uh, uh, what we have too much is the, 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 the sugar down, giving you what you want to hear and what tastes good, instead of the cough syrup, which um, is nasty, uh, unless you're one of those weird people. Um, although there is that new cough syrup that has that, that, that Vicks Blast in it, that gives you that effervescentness or whatever in it. But anyhow, it doesn't taste good. But cough syrup has an effect, whereas Kool-Aid doesn't. It just, it just has this good taste to it. So what, I, what I'm getting at here is um, when we're approaching just not only just truths about Scripture, that's just like truths about life. What we need to understand is if we have right understanding, it's going to change all of our life. So the, the, the focus for the series in which we're, we're uh, about to uh, embark on today for the next four weeks, because um, after this next four weeks, we will be in Panama, um, and uh, Dan, you're preaching, yeah, uh, then. Um, so probably something about the Holy Spirit, I would imagine, <laughs> or assignment, or, uh, right? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, there we go. So imagine that. Um, <laughs> but uh, so the next four weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to look at uh, the, the Psalms, and, and our big focus is this one statement: that right understanding produces real relationship. So right understanding produces real relationship. So the, the name of the series is going to be real relationship. Now, before I get into um, all of the the ins and the outs of, of, of this. I fully believe that if we have a right understanding of real relationship, I believe that real relationship provides peace. Now, some of you are sitting here and like, you don't understand the relationships in which I have in my life. Not talking about those relationships right here, right now. I'm, I'm talking about relationship with God. Now, we will get into how this is going to affect all other relationships, but first and foremost, we need to focus on our relationship with God. So with that, let's kind of get in the mindset of relationships with this question. Because I think that everybody can relate to this. Have you ever had a moment when you realized that a relationship you had with someone was not what you thought it was? Everybody in here is probably like, oh, yes, I'm there now. Okay, whatever, you might be, you might not be. I call this the boogered up relationship. Have you ever had that moment where you're thinking, like, everything's good, then something happens, like, wait, what just, what just happened? Like, the, 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 everything just turned, turned around. What's going on in, in this world? Well, I don't know the ins and the outs of your situation, um, nor do I want to explain some of my own personal experiences, but what I, what I think that we can all, um, I think we all can agree on, is that it, during this time, um, this is a time of... Uh, Pain, of hurt, of anger, of suffering, of trying not to run your car through their dining room window, or try. How about this? Try not to sin, right? Because what what happens is when someone hurts us, or when a relationship doesn't turn out the way in which we thought it would be, or we think it should be, um, it, it, we get devastated. Anybody with me on that? Yeah, I think we all can, can agree with that. Now, when this relationship, we'll call it, when this relationship um, with an individual fails and this devastation uh, takes place, there's usually something that runs through every single one of our minds. Like, what just happened? And, and when, we, when we, a we ask that question of what just happened, there's a lot of answers to that. And, and, and some of the answers can be, well, my, my perception about someone was wrong. Or maybe they, uh, someone else, uh, uh, um, let's use the word, lied about something. Or this situation, happened. I mean, there's a lot of variables that, are, are, that take place in, in a, a situation like this. Nonetheless, it's still de devastating. Nonetheless, you're trying to figure out, like, what, what just went wrong? What, what, what's happening? My life feels like it's fallen all apart. And I would bet a, a, a dollar to a donut that most people, not everybody, because some of you are just cold, but most people, <laughs> don't look around the room and say, yeah, I know. But most 
people would give just about anything to go back to the way it was before and, and, and try to figure out what went wrong. And, but, but, but here's the, the, the fact of the matter. I know that there are movies about traveling back in time and everything, but you can't. There's no such thing as a flux capacitor, right? Not yet, not yet, yeah. So we can't go back, but what we try to do is we try to figure out, and we're like, okay, how could I go back in time, and how can I prevent that? Some of you are like, well, I just wouldn't be friends with them in the first place. Well, let's, let's not go that far. But let's just look at this uh, with the understanding that um, <clears throat> relationships sometimes are, are, are messy, uh, and, and people, they, they, they stink. <laughs> Some do stink. I mean, but really, people have a tendency of stink. But without people, you ain't going to have relationships. So as we're thinking about these relationships, as, as some of you are, are thinking here, sitting here, thinking about the relationships in which you have had, and, you're, and, and some of those, those feelings are starting to, to fester up, and you're thinking like, yeah, I, I wish I would have known this. I wish I would have done this different. I'm going to take that, that moment in that um, emotional state in which you are in, and I'm going to ask you this question. How's your relationship with God? Be because all of the, the, those things that go into this earthly relationship, I, I think that we don't need to, to, to act like that. Well, that's, that's the horizontal, and the vertical has no effect. And, oh, me and God are good, but me and other people are pretty crappy. And act like there's no, there's, there's no correlation, or there's no connection there. But what, what I want us to understand is that we have to ask that, that question first. How's my relationship with God? Now, one of the things I don't want to do today is I don't want to imply that you don't have a relationship with God. That is between you and God. All right? Just like my relationship is between me and God. So it is a personal relationship, but it is to be public. And we'll see that here in a minute. But understand that I don't want for, for you to, to, to sit here and think, well, you know, Pastor Lee's up here. He just wants everybody to question their salvation. I'm not asking. I don't want people to question your salvation. I want you to, I want you to answer the question, do I have a right understanding about God so I can have real relationship with Him? Because there will be a time in which we're going to have to answer these, these questions. But the question that, or the time in which we're going to have to answer that question, um, it, it, the, the ultimate time is going to be in front of him. So let's, why not answer it now to make sure that, okay, let's look at what this all, all entails. Turn with me to, to Matthew chapter 5, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 7. Um, and in Matthew chapter 7, we're going to, a, a short uh, passage that's going to set up this, this, this launch into um, Psalm, Psalm 1. But I think this, this helps us with the, 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 excuse me, it helps us with the cough syrup here. Because understanding that, that there is a, 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 a difference here in relationship. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. This is Jesus talking. Uh, it, it's in red letter, if you have a red letter edition, so you know it's Jesus. Um, it says here, not everyone who says to me, remember Jesus is saying this, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness." Now, when I, when I read that, this is a text that haunted me um, early on in uh, my, my, uh, my Christian walk, my walk with Christ, because I came across this and I'm like, wow, wait a second. Am I, I don't want to be one of those, those, those guys, or I don't want to be one of those people that will go through all of life, and then I get to heaven, and I'm standing there, and they're not going to let me in. I don't want to be that type of, so, so, so what, do I, what do I need to do? Well, I, I don't think here that, that, that Jesus is trying to uh, incite a riot. What Jesus is doing here, he's making a clear declaration. He's making a clear distinction. And as we'll see it with Psalm 1, he's making the clear difference. There is a difference between those who have relationship with God, with Jesus Christ, and those who do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
That is what he's making very clear here. Because when he says, we prophesied in your name and we cast out demons in your name and we did many mighty works in your name, are any one of those things bad? No. All of those things, though, if you do just those things, that's religion. I'm, do, I'm casting out demons in your name, so you love me. I'm, casting, or I'm doing mighty works in your name, so you love me. And no, 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 no. Jesus is saying that just because you do all these things does not automatically mean that you have a relationship with me. And you can't do all of these things to get a relationship with me. This is a clear difference. So, so as we're, we're laying this, this, this groundwork and we're talking about relationship with God, we have to understand that there are relationship and there are non-relationship people. Relationship and non-relationship. Remember, I am not trying to, to impress on anyone here like you are a non-relationship individual. You have no relationship with God. That is not for me to say. It is for you to ask yourself that question. Am I in relationship with God? Am I not in relationship with God? And what we're going to do with Psalm 1 is we're going to then go a little bit deeper and see what that looks like. But I think it's important that we ask that question about our relationship with God. How is it? And ask some, some cough syrup questions. Like, will it withstand the judgment when Jesus returns? Because Jesus is coming back. You know, there, there, there's one thing, and I know that a lot of people say a lot of different things of when he's coming back and everything, but we know how he's coming back and that he's coming back. Says the sky's going to split open, he's going to come the same way in which he left, right? But this time he's going to come with, I, I believe, a big tattoo on his leg. So uh, I know that some people, are, well, he, Jesus doesn't like tattoos, whatever. How about this? Jesus is going to come back, and he's not coming back the, the, the way he came the first time. Little baby Jesus, you know, eight pounds, six ounces, little baby Jesus in a golden fleece diaper. Right? So I, it's been six months, right? I mean, six months from that, that last reference there. But understand that he's not coming back in a manger. He's coming back, he's going to split the sky open. And when he splits the sky open, when he comes back, how's your relationship with him? The, the Apostle John says, are, are you going to be able to stand on that day and say, whoo, whoo, there he is, there he is, let's go. Or are you going to be like, oh, dang it, and, go, and, and, and run in shame, right? I, I, I clean that up because I know some, some people have a little bit more colorful language, right? <laughs> Saying, we got to work on that. But just because you say bad words doesn't mean you're going to hell, right? Anyways. So understand that when Jesus comes back, we want to know, like, is my relationship with him going to withstand that? Is it going to be able to, when I stand in front of him in judgment, is it going, am I going to be able to say, I'm with you, and he's going to say, yes, come here, you're with me. You're, 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 you're a, 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 on team Jesus. You're, you're a child of the one true king. That's a question we need to ask when we're, we're, we're talking about relationship. Like, I, I want every single one of you in here to be able to, with confidence, approach that day. Because if we, with, with confidence, approach that day, every day until that day is going to be different. That's why I said, like, if we have right understanding about the real relationship with God, we will have uh, uh, this peace that only comes from God. And if you were to, to step back and to think about this, um, even right now, what more do you want in your life than peace? Just think about every situation that you're dealing with. You just want peace. But what do we do? We try to stuff other things in that um, place where uh, God's peace only goes. And when we try to stuff other things into that place, we have this, maybe sometimes it, it'll be this little, these intermittent Times of, uh, of quietness, but there's no sustaining peace that, that, that happens. Because only the peace that, that comes from God, it only comes from God, only comes through real relationship with Him. Now I know some of you are sitting here and you're thinking like, man, I, I want that. I struggle with that. So does that mean that if I don't have peace, I don't have a real relationship with God? I will say this. <clears throat> I'm not going to say you don't have a relationship with God. What we're going to look at here in the next few minutes is I believe that you're wrestling with a counterfeit relationship with God. There is a difference between a real relationship and a counterfeit relationship. And when I say this, I want to stress 
that <clears throat> because if we can't be honest about this, this, none of this is going to work here. Because what's going to happen is you're going to hear words in which I'm not saying, and you're going to go out of here and say, well, preacher doesn't think anybody's saved. I'm not saying that. I, I, I think that, that, that you have been influenced so greatly. We have been influenced so greatly by the world that we're missing this real relationship and what the real relationship is. And instead, we, we are, um, are, 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 I don't want to say satisfied because that's not even a good word. We're, 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 we're grabbing onto something that is a lesser of a relationship. It's an imitation of the real relationship, and we're settling for that. And we don't need to settle for a counterfeit relationship. I, I think, though, as we, as we look through this, and... and um, I know that this is, this is no new news to, to anybody who has been here for any amount of time. And when I say this is no new news, that we, we talk about relationship over religion. Because it is all about a relationship with God. So when we talk about relationship over um, religion, what we need to understand is that we have to have this right understanding. And if we don't have this right understanding, then all else fails. Now... As you're sitting here, as you're thinking, and you're like, well, either he had too much coffee today, or it's been, what has it been, like three weeks since I preached last, so it's been everything bottled up, or you're thinking, sitting here like, <clears throat> I need to hear this. I'm hoping that it's the last, like, I need to hear this, because if you are sitting here and you're saying, I need to hear this, I need to know what real relationship with God is, that's the beginning of a, and I'm not going to be one of those TV preachers that gives a whole bunch of garbage out and promises that you're going to have this, that, and the other. But that, I will say that that is the beginning of seeing a life that is blessed by God. Because I fully believe when we have right understanding and when we live in real relationship with God, and we ask ourselves, is this real? And this is that challenge. Here's a challenge for you today. My challenge for you today is to ask yourself that. What is my thinking? What is my understanding of relationship with God? And as we go through the next four weeks together, ask yourself that. Like, am, I, am I thinking rightly? Am I thinking biblically about relationship with God? Now, one of two things is going to happen during that time. You're going to, and, and both are good, by the way. I don't think there, if you... If you participate in this challenge, the outcome is going to be um, positive versus if you don't participate in it, you're missing out because the outcome is, is going to be one of two things. One, you're going to see that you're not thinking rightly about God and then you're going to need to, to change it. Or two, you're going to say, I am thinking rightly about God and you're going to be more confident in that relationship with God. So it's a win-win, right? We like those. That's one of those, when I was young, I was told, you can't have your cake and eat it too. This is having my cake and eating it too. If I take this challenge and I say, am I thinking rightly about God? I'm either going to change the way in which I think about God to, to think rightly and, and be blessed by Him, or I'm going to be uh, um, solidified in my understanding and be blessed because I'm going to have more confidence so that when He does split the sky open, I'm going to say, yes, let's go! Anybody else, like, excited about that? Okay, let me back up a little bit. The excitement's killing me. Yeah, you, but understand this. What we have to, and it's, it's real. If it's not real, if, if, if what we talk about and what we labor over is just a bunch of pie-in-the-sky dreams, then let's not waste our time. But here's the deal. It is real, so I'm going to use up all the time I can. And I want to make sure that I'm prepared so that I'm not one of these ones that, that, that are here, that, that Jesus is saying that don't have a relationship. I know that I'm not. I know that I have a relationship with God. I know that, that there are times that, I, that my relationship is stronger and is more real than other times that I can fall into the, this counterfeit. But I, under, I think that it's a constant daily struggle, and it's a, ba a battle that we can, we've already been given the victory, but we still have to participate in it. When Paul says to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, he, he's not saying question your salvation. He's saying, no, since you are saved, this is what you need to do. You need to also, he says, act like that. Now, we're not going to get into a bunch of do this and don't do that. Uh, I think that there are things in which we have to do. Um, but I, I think that it's understanding rightly and then progressing from there. So turn with me to uh, Psalm chapter 1. We all holding on? 
<clears throat> How's that cough syrup taste so far? <laughs> it's not bad, as Gabe would say. Gabe says, I like cough syrup, and he starts gagging. Now, come on, you don't like cough syrup. You're your mother's child. <laughs> yes, that's true, that's true. All right, so in Psalm chapter 1, as you see, there's, there's six verses. We'll, we'll get through this, and I want to uh, address um, the, the difference uh, between the uh, relationships. The relationship with God. The difference being the difference between real relationship, counterfeit relationship. I've already explained the no relationship, so hopefully we can move past that just a little bit and focus on the, the, the I'm in a relationship with God, but is it real or is it counterfeit? Is there more that, that it can be there? And, and, and what does that look like? Because that's where I think that, um, that, that too many people say that, they're, that I have a relationship. Yes, I have a relationship with God, but they really don't understand what that is to look like, or, or they don't understand the difference, the difference here. And the reason they don't understand the difference, um, and, and maybe you're sitting here, that you don't understand the difference, it's just because you haven't been told rightly. And some of you have been told rightly, but you have, have had your ears uh, closed up and you don't want to hear the truth. No one in here is like that, right? That's only my, my kids in my house, right? You tell them something and it's the truth they don't want to hear. I love how you know, an hour or two later they come to you with this great idea, which was exactly what you said. I would say that about my wife. She would never do that, though, either. But, right? Oh, you so see, we're going to have a stare down now. That's, that's fine. Anyhow, but sometimes I don't like what I hear. Is that better? All right. Sometimes I don't like what I hear, but that doesn't make uh, the truth any less truth. And that may be what some of us are sitting here thinking or saying, or you know, maybe you're already trying to plot how to get out of here early, although the air conditioning feels good in here, does it not? Thank God for air conditioning. So real relations, counterfeit relationship. I've said real and I've said counterfeit a bunch of times here, so I'm hoping this is sticking in your head, but I want to give a couple definitions here of what, when I say real relationship, what that is. And when I say counterfeit relationship, what that is. A real relationship is this, following God's own direction for relationship with Him. Pretty simple. A real relationship is following God's own direction for or with Him. So, so meaning... To be think, and this is, yes, it sounds like, well, that's just, duh. Well, yeah, it's very simple, but it's very complex all at the same time because it's knowing what God's own direction is then, right? So it's, okay, I want to be in real relationship. Okay, to be in real relationship is following God's own direction for relationship with Him. The counterfeit is this. Making God and relationship with Him Whatever you want it to be. Well, I think God is this, and I think God is that, and I think relationship with Him is manifest this way, and I think that... I'm not saying you can't have your opinions. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. As long as your opinions and as long as your thoughts line up with what God says, then you're all right. But too often what people do is they create this, well, I think God's a loving God, and He would never do this. Yes, God is a loving God. And I'm not going to, to argue with that a, a, at all. But that's just one of many attributes of God. Understanding that, that we can't pick and choose our perception of God. We need to have a right thought, a right understanding of who God is. Because when we don't have that right understanding, it's going to, uh, it's going to affect everything else. So the real is following God's own direction. The counterfeit is making God in relationship with Him whatever you want it to be. I put here, it's imitation. The counterfeit is the imitation of the real. And this is why I say a lot of Christians settle for the counterfeit, because it is an imitation of the real. It's good, but it's not the best. Right? If you think about that, have you settled for something? Well, you know, that, yeah, this, this is good enough. But if you were to go that extra mile, well, and you'd be able to enjoy the best. This is what I'm talking about here between real and counterfeit. We, we settle for the imitation. We settle for what we want to make God out to be. Crazy, crazy illustration. But I think you'll get this. It's almost like, again, bear with me on this. It's almost like fake ketchup versus Heinz 57. 
right, right, right? You can get the fake ketchup, and it'll, it'll do its ketchup, and it'll, it'll, if in a pinch, it's, it'll satisfy. But it's not Heinz 57. It doesn't have that taste. And uh, I guess another one would be Miracle Whip and mayonnaise, right? See, there it is. Amen, right? So, but understand, it's a counterfeit. But, it's, but what we do is we settle for that. And we say, okay, this is good enough. This will do. But God desires so much more for us in a real relationship with Him. We don't need to settle for the counterfeit. We don't need to say, you know what, this is okay. Some will say, you know what, well, hey. All right, I see that, that you're saying real relationship. I see that you're saying counterfeit. What does this real relationship, what, what does it look like? Some of, you, some of you are thinking about hot dogs because I said ketchup. This real relationship, what does it look like? Real, well, real relationship with God is blessed. It's blessed. Now, when it's not, that it does not entail, well, if you have a real relationship, you're going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, and it's not prosperity gospel. No, that's not it. The blessing is the favor of God that rests upon you. It's that peace that surpasses all understanding. That's what, he's, what, what, what the difference between real relationship and counterfeit relationship. Because some of you are sitting here like right now, and, and this, this helps you understand because you, you, you're dealing with, like, I don't have that peace. I know that I trust Jesus and I believe in here, but I don't have that peace. Okay, you're, you're, you're stuck in this counterfeit. We need to work through this counterfeit to get to the real. We need to do it, have a right understanding about God, and we need to do it His way so that you can enjoy the blessing of the favor of God just resting on you daily, continually, no matter what circumstance. Some are sitting here saying, well, you know what? I get some. I, I'm, I'm blessed. I get this. And you're already starting to name and think about the blessings in which you have in your life and, and but you're also saying yeah you know what but i still i'm still you know maybe i could do better but i still I, what about this blessing and this blessing well how, how about this the difference between real money and, and counterfeit money sometimes you can get away and i'm not saying roy i'm not saying this by experience so don't hold me out but I, I have never known to have had counterfeit money, other than maybe when I was a kid and trying to use Monopoly money, but totally different. But I've never known to have counterfeit money and take it and try to use it to buy something. But I, I would imagine in, in my time on, on earth that, that counterfeit money probably has made it to my hands and I've probably used it to buy things, not even knowing that. It, it, it's, it may be possible. I don't know. Um, but so some of you are sitting here thinking like, well, I know my relationship isn't what it needs to be and I probably fall into this counterfeit, but I'm still getting blessings. It's the same though as that real money versus counterfeit money. But maybe you're, you're using this counterfeit money and yeah, you are seeing something, but it's not going to last. When put to the test, when Roy shows up at your, at your door with that, you know, that pen, remember when, you, know, or you ever go to the store and they take that pen out and they like, mark on your, your dollar bill to make sure it's real? Have you had, I've had somebody do that like on a $5 bill before. I'm like, am I going to go through that much trouble? Maybe they do. I don't, I don't know. But understand that, that, that sometimes that, that counterfeit, we can get something back from that counterfeit, but it's not going to stand the test of time. It's not going to stand when, when uh, presented with judgment. It's not going to stand as real money will. Same thing here with real and the counterfeit, um, uh, this, this counterfeit relationship. When, when life hits you, when, not if, but when life hits you and your relationship's just this counterfeit, when life hits you, you're, you're going to feel like your life is just falling apart and you're just like, you're crying out to God, what am I to do? And it's just, it, you are so devastated in that moment versus real relationship is, yeah, it's still going to be real. It's still going to, you're still going to have to deal with things, but you're, you have a peace about you knowing that, you know what, God's, God's in control here. He's got this all figured out already. This is the, the, the difference in, in blessing and, and not blessing, the, the, the difference between real and um, counterfeit. Some of you are thinking, like, are we going to even get to Psalm 1? Absolutely. Psalm chapter 1. Because I, I think here that, that we get an even more in-depth picture of how the difference between real relationship and counter, uh, the counterfeit relationship with God affects everything. In our lives. 
Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man or woman. Blessed is a person. You guys don't know that by now. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Now, th- think about this for one, one second. If, if, if we're looking at the Psalms, and we're understanding that the psalmists, when they write this, they're, they're writing this. It's a beautiful picture throughout all of the psalms of the, um, the nature and the character of God and how he interacts with his, his crown jewel of creation. So when we read this and we're talking about the relationship and understanding real relationship with him and counterfeit relationship, when we look at this, we can see that this, remember, real relationship is that blessed. When it starts off there, blessed is the man. So the one who has real relationship here, and there's a difference here between the real and the counterfeit. We see here in verses 1 and 2 that this uh, this difference, this difference between the real and the counterfeit, this affects your character. It affects your character. If you're in real relationship versus being in counterfeit relationship, your character is going to be different. Now, Hear me with this. When it says um, the counsel of the wicked and the way of sinners and the seat of scoffers, this is those. This is or these are those who who do not have a relationship with God. Uh, so we're using both ends of the spectrum here: no relationship and relationship. But remember, what we're doing is we're fine tuning this so we can see the real relationship and the counterfeit relationship here. So when the psalmist here is saying that here's this other end of the spectrum, he's not saying that that, that, that this is where you are all the time. It's saying if you are blessed, real relationship is a blessed relationship, is a blessed life. If you're here, this is what you're not. But what we have to do is we have to be aware that we don't, we don't get, we don't, how about dabble? We don't dabble there. Because it's the dabbling there that causes the, 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 the counterfeit relationship. So think about it this way. When he talks about um, uh, the counsel of wicked, walks in the counsel of wicked, stands in the way of sinners, sits in the seat of scoffers. You see there's like a progression. You see, you see this walks, then stands, then sits. Think of it like this. It's thinking like, behaving like. All right, you see that? Thinking like, that's the, 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 the uh, walking, behaving like like that's the standing and then we have identifying with that's the sitting so so he's saying that the blessed man the one who has a a a real relationship with god is not thinking like behaving like or identifying with those who don't and and let's let's use this this term that, that you've heard before the world we shouldn't think like the world, we shouldn't behave like the world, and we shouldn't identify with the world. Do we live in the world? Absolutely. Is it real? Yes. Are we, are, are, are we to, to sit on our holy throne and, and look down? No, 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 no. But there is a way of life that God is, is making very clear here for real relationship with Him. It's saying, where are you getting your counsel? Where, I mean... And, and, and the fact of the matter is that the, the sad reality is most Christians don't go to the Bible first. But that's where you should. So are, are you getting wise counsel? So are you thinking, think like, well, well, I don't know the Bible. Okay, so the, I, I'll put it to you this way. So I think it's God's Word. It's God's anointed. And I understand. I know that, that Dan's going to get giddy because I'm using the, his Pentecostal word. I am an anointed one of God, right? I, I fully believe that because I've been called to be your pastor here. All right? So counsel should come from me, but it's not just me then. There are other men that are your elders too that have wise counsel to give. So I think that there is a, a progression here. So uh, ultimate source is God's word, but then God puts a, a people that he has chosen in your life to give you wise counsel as well. So understand that there's an importance here that, yes, it's easy to get on Facebook and ask the opinion of everybody else, but understand that you're asking people's opinion or looking for cheerleaders or an audience from people that are not giving wise counsel, that are not rooted in the Word of God. 
Can they give you some advice? I'm not saying that your friends can't. I'm not saying that you should throw away Facebook. I'm not saying any of that. Social media has its place, as you're finding out with, with me and my endeavor here, right? So, uh, but understand that that's, that's not the counsel which we should go to first. I, even though it feels good to go vent sometimes, right? Uh, if you think that you need to go to Facebook to vent, I, I'll tell you this. Here, if you need to go to Facebook and vent about something or any other social platform or your uh, um, coworker or whatever, and you think that you're going to get something in return, do this instead. Um, pick up the phone. And, and, and call me, or call Jake, or Kurt, or Dan, or uh, Chuck. Call, call one of your elders to start with, all right? Well, I don't want them to know my problems. You know what? Like, they think that you're perfect. <laughs> They're the ones that pray for you every day. And I'm sure that God has revealed, I know this, that God has revealed some things about people to, I know to me, but to other elders as well before that those people go to, to the elders to, to say, hey, this is going on. I've had that moment. I've had that, that conversation. My wife has, has experienced this, where I'm having a conversation with somebody, and they say something to me, and I say, I know. Why is it? I'm not all-knowing, but God, he, he, he speaks. Now, please, I know some people are like, oh, here we go. No, I've never heard God's voice audibly. I'm not saying I, I haven't. But when you're praying for, for, for uh, the, the sheep in which God has put under your care, he, he puts things on your heart about people. So maybe it's not the the intimate detail, but it's knowing that, hey, so-and-so is going to come talk to you, and -and so-and-so is dealing with this, and and, and it's, I I know it as this, it's preparation. It's it's preparing us to help y'all. So understand that that, that when he's talking about this this, uh, counsel of wicked and the wise counsel, use the counsel which God has given you. A blessed person, a real, someone who is in real relationship with God is going to use that which God has given them to be in real relationship with Him. Don't think you could do it all on your own. No, well, I love that song, No Man's an Island, right? Too many times we think that we, I'll just muscle through this. <laughs> yeah, because you've, all, you've made all the right decisions in, right, in your life. You've never made a, a wrong one. I'm just saying, I've got to move on or we're going to be here until tomorrow. So, um, the right understanding in this real relationship, a blessed uh, relationship with God, if we uh, um, fall into this counterfeit and real, if we fall into the counterfeit, it's going to affect our character. That's verse 1 and 2. The second one, verses 3 and 4, it affects your life. Verse 3, it says, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Everybody loves that one. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff. The chaff's all that dried up stuff, right? That's left over. But they are like chaff that the wind drives away. So the difference between this real relationship and this counterfeit relationship, it's going to affect your life. I, 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 think, I think that you want a, a, a fruitful life. I, th- I think that, that you want to be used by God to, to do great things. I think that you want it to, to um, prosper. Again, this is not, maybe this, is, or this isn't material. It could be. I don't know. But you want the blessing of God to be on you. You want that peace that, that, that surpasses all understanding. You want that, right? You want that, that, that your, your, your roots to go down deep and to be um, nurtured and fed so your, your leaves don't wither. You want that. But if we live in a counterfeit, we have a tendency to not live in that. Look what it says here, it goes on. So the first one was it affects your character, second it affects your life, this last one, it affects your peace. That's where we started out with, we we all want peace. Look at this peace here, verse 5 and 6. Therefore the wicked will not stand, it doesn't say might not, it says will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Now again, remember, I'm not talking about that you are saying you don't have a relationship. I'm saying that those who are wicked do not have a relationship. But what we have a tendency of doing is we have a tendency to go towards the world and say that like, this is more enticing than me and we fall into that counterfeit. When we fall into that counterfeit, we don't have peace. 
Because peace comes from nothing but the source, that being God himself. Even though we try to seek out peace in every other thing, in our job, in our hobby, in our family, in our spouse, or whatever it may be, we seek out, try to find peace everywhere else. But understanding that the peace of God is the only one that comes, or the peace only comes from God. And it's that that only is going to withstand judgment. So when we live in the, the counterfeit, we're, 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 we're really shooting ourselves in the foot because we're not living in that peace. We're not living in, in, in a peace that, 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 that um, is provided by, by God. Let's end with this, because I know we're, we're a little bit over on time already. Thinking through that, thinking through like the real and the counterfeit, thinking through and doing this assessment, personal assessment here. Doing the, what I call the blessed test, right? Doing the, the, this assessment here and then thinking about, okay, my relationship with God and then remember where we started out with like, my, what about relationship with others? You didn't talk a lot about that. Well, this is where I fully believe that if we have right understanding, um, it produces real relationship with God, but real relationship provides peace. And that, that, that peace promotes authentic relationships. What, what, what do you mean? I wrote this down here. That way I didn't jack it all up. If I'm in real relationship with God, all right? Now, I'm not talking counterfeit. I'm talking real relationship. If I'm in real relationship with God, I will have peace that only comes from Him. If you want a reference, Romans 5.1. You don't have to go there now, just, but that, that's for your own later. Go there and read that. So if I'm in, in real relationship with God, not a counterfeit, I have peace that comes from God. Meaning, I, yes, I, even in a counterfeit, it's, it's there, but you're not utilizing it. You're not accepting it. You're not grabbing hold of it. Real relationship gives us this peace. It only comes from Him. So there. When I'm at peace with God... This is, where, this is where we, I know that some of you here really need to hear this. When I'm at peace with God, I can be at peace with myself. But what happens is too many people try to be at peace with themselves before they're at peace with God. When I'm at peace with God, I can be at peace with myself. When I'm at peace with myself, I can learn to be at peace with others. Do you, do you see how this all works, how this works out? How this progression is. Right understanding, real relationship with God. Real relationship with God. Peace from God, with God. Peace with myself. You don't have to struggle with yourself. Because if you have peace with God, and then you're like, well, I don't have peace with myself. What are you, greater than God? You have to rest in that. Yes, it is an operation. It is a process that's going to take place. But you can have that. So peace with God. Peace with myself. And then I can, have, I can learn to have peace with others to have authentic relationships. But too often what, what happens is people try to have authentic relationships because they, they're looking for peace and that peace doesn't come and then they're in turmoil in themselves and then they're in turmoil with God. Yeah, because you have the cart before the horse. You don't, you're, not, you're not looking at this right. You're thinking that your way is the right way when it's, no, it's God's way. Now, I, I know this is a lot to digest. And I know that this is a lot for us to just kind of sit back and think like, wow, maybe we're drinking from a fire hydrant today. But if you, if, you didn't, if you didn't catch all of it and you just want to live that little nugget, just think about that little nugget of right understanding, real relationship, and peace. Right understanding, real relationship, and peace. Because I'm convinced... When we, get this, when we put all these pieces in line, we're not going to be able to have enough, enough chairs here in this, this church. When people really grab hold of the peace that God has for them, and they're able to have real relationships and authentic relationships with one another, that's going to be contagious. Because lives are going to be transformed. Because the difference between the real and the counterfeit affects every part of our lives. Let's pray. As I'm saying that, and as I get ready to pray, that you know, maybe, maybe there's someone here that that um, 
You're, quite, you're, not, you're not questioning the difference between the real and the counterfeit. You're like, do I have a relationship? Well, if that's you, and you're sitting here and you're questioning that, understand this, that relationship only comes through Jesus Christ. It's because of what He has already accomplished. And what, how we have relationship with God is putting our trust in the finished work of Jesus. Saying that yes, He came and He, he died, or he, he lived a, a sinless life. He died a death in which I should have died. But He rose from the grave conquering Satan's sin and death. Therefore, the penalty and the payment for sin is in full. And because of that, He provides a way to have a relationship with a perfect, loving, true, righteous God. So if you're here and you're like, well, I need to do that first, it's just, it's just getting that, that, that understanding of, of like, okay, you can't get to heaven on your own. Only Jesus can, can, can provide the way. And you're going to trust Jesus for that. Now, when you do that, you're not going to know all the ins and the outs and everything. You're, you're, you'll come into the family as, a very, as an infant. And when, as you come into the family as an infant, you'll understand that there's growth that's going to happen along the way. Because there are those that are sitting here that have been um, in the family for, for some time. But they're, they're living in the, the, that counterfeit, that counterfeit relationship. And they're, they're sitting here right now saying, oh, God, help me. I, want, I don't want to be in the counterfeit anymore. I want so much more. And, and that, that's possible too. Very possible. It's understanding that we okay, all right, let, let, let's focus on what God's way is and have this right understanding about who God is. That means that some of us have to change things in our lives. But that's okay. Because it says here that the blessed man, he, he, he's a, 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 a tree that, that is flourishing, that is, that is leaves that don't wither, producing fruit, and prospers in his way in everything they do. So don't be afraid. And that's another thing. Is I think that what we have is they have this counterfeit life that's okay and it's comfortable. Oh, I can do this. But that real life, that means it's going to take a little bit more. I'm scared of that. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you for uh, who you are. God, we thank you for um, just the, the opportunity for the family to get together as we gather on, on Sunday, uh, opening your word, diving into what it is you have to say. Uh, God, as we go from here, my, my prayer is that, that, that we have um, this wrestling inside of us just to make sure, am I in real or am I in counterfeit? Uh, and, and doing something about that, learning more, growing more, um, to, to see the, the impact of the kingdom, uh, not only in our little, in, in this body here, but in the community around us as well, as you continue to, to grow um, in us and through us, Lord. So, uh, Father, we thank you. Uh, God, we love you. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.